Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. My name is Ben Bidwell, otherwise known as the Naked Professor, and I'm here to bring real conversations about mental health. This month it's May and it seems to become a, a fulcrum about mental health. So I've really wanted to bring some powerful conversations, some experts and some very authentic and unique stories this month. Um, and today it's coming from a guy called Johnny Benjamin. Um, Johnny uh, is someone I met a couple of years ago, but it felt right to share this his story today and his learning and actually we didn't really get into his story because we just dived into well we did get into his story but not 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 the the, the truth of, of not to the bottom of what johnny's experienced which is johnny was was saved uh when he stood on a bridge and he was looking at ending his own life and he was saved by a passerby and uh who, who talked him off the bridge and saved his life in that moment and johnny reunited with him uh, after and um the two of them shared a lot of public speaking opportunities together and, and, and told the story and helped a lot of people. And Johnny's become a real advocate for mental health since going on a journey of uh, personal development in helping himself overcome some of the challenges that he experienced that he'll speak about in this in this episode. So I just really wanted to bring his story alive and his understandings and his perspectives and learnings. Um, he's an incredible man. And I, 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 it's an honor for me, quite scary, if I'm honest, quite a scary moment to sit in the space and, and talk to him about his experiences and his learnings and where he's at and what he's feeling, because the journey is very much still ongoing for him, as it is for us all, but really beautiful. And I'm really grateful to have this opportunity. So without further ado, I'll hand over to a conversation with Johnny. I really hope you enjoy it. So Johnny, thank you so much for being here. We've just had the obligatory tech issues. And um, for me, that's always, it's always a powerful moment because now it's the relief of actually getting to, to actually have a conversation without, without actually working. So um, thank yeah. you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for sitting here. Thank you for uh, giving space for this conversation to unravel. I'm really grateful to have you here. Pleasure. No, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've known you for a while but it just felt really the right time to, to talk this month because it's, I don't know if it's official, actually, if it's World Mental Health Month, but it seems that May is, is seems to have mm-hmm. gone that way, that we're having conversations about mental health. And I know that you've got an amazing story, a powerful one, and I, I'm really hopeful that we can just um, sit in that space and learn about you and the journey that you've been on some of the challenges you've had, how you're feeling, what's going on in your world to, to um, well, firstly, to make it relatable, to allow people to see that it's okay to talk about this stuff, but also to hopefully bring some understanding and some education around 
um, around all of this stuff as well. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, just as I say, I'm really grateful to, to have you here. And I would like Johnny to start by asking you the most powerful of all questions, the one that's most the most important of all, I believe, because I love to just say and, and sit in a space and ask how, how you are, like, but how are you really? Like what's really going on in your world? And everything is welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I, I am, I'm okay, I'm tired. I'm really tired. Today, yeah, tired. Today's been a bit flat, to, to be honest, a bit, a bit of a flat one. There's a lot of difficult stuff in, in the news and, um, yeah, finding it quite hard to, to process that. But otherwise, I am, I'm okay, actually. I'm okay, thank you. What about you? Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, I am. How am I? Oh, I'm all sorts of things. I'm all sorts of things. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I'm also, like you say, the news is right now. I don't tend to watch the news, but it's quite hard to mm. avoid our socials. Oh, you know, and it's really, it's challenging. And it's, I don't know how, if you find it difficult, but it's hard to know what, like how much to get involved. I want to show support, but I also don't know. Is that enough? I don't know what, there is so much everywhere. And I kind of feel, do I stay in my lane and just do what I, I'm doing and what matters to me and what I can support? I, I just don't know. So there's lots of questions, but I just, um, yeah, I guess if I'm stripping it all back and keeping it simple for me personally in my own little bubble in my own world right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm hopeful for my own personal future. Um, that's what I'm, I'm feeling right now, if I'm honest. But I wanted to Amazing. ask, you know, I, we just touched on, 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 you know, the news and stuff and, and, and feeling that energy and it being quite difficult. Are you always someone who's been sensitive? Have you always felt a lot? Whatever has been going on, has it always been very alive in you? Oh, yes. Yeah. So sensitive from, from a really early age. Um, you know, I would, I would so easily burst into tears uh, being a young boy. At, like anything and everything um, in the cinema or, you know, a, a children's parties or watching football. I don't know. I got really, I was very affected by, um, and I still am by, you know, what's in front of me, what's, what's around me. But I think I suppressed that then when I became older, I definitely started to suppress those emotions and I was embarrassed and, you know, uh, I tried to hide my, my sensitivity. Yeah. Out of shame for sure. Out of, out of a lot of shame. Um, particularly as, you know, so I come from, I come from, I come from a Jewish family and, uh, the men around me were all very stoic, um, and very reserved. And so I felt I had to kind of fit in, but I didn't. Oh, I don't love that, but I love the fact you shared that because I resonate, I resonate. And you know what? I think there's a whole lot of people who resonate. Fundamentally what I'm hearing you saying is you were told to be something that you weren't from a young age. And that's hard. That's tough. There's a tough starting place for, for to, to live our life from. Um, yeah, it is. It really is. It really is. And, and, you know, for me, I didn't fit in from a young age. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't into sport and my family and the school I went to, I went to an all boys school, actually my first school. And it was very much focused on sport. And I just wasn't, I don't know. I was, I was much more creative. And um, I was into like singing and dancing and I, I, I felt so alone in that really growing up again, just, you know, so I've got um, an older brother and my older brother and my dad always went off to football together. And yeah, I, I found it quite, I found it quite, I found it lonely. Yeah. I found it lonely. I felt very different to everyone else growing up. 
which which was quite tough. Mm. You know what I did too, Johnny. I did too, and I was I was sporty. Um, you know, I did tick some society's box mm-hmm. in that sense, you know, and I did go to the football with my dad. But like you've touched on, and, and this is why I'm really excited about this conversation, because I really feel alive sitting here with you. But like you, I definitely had a sensitivity to me that I wasn't allowed to express. Mm. You know, that wasn't part of the sporting group. And almost for me as, as a sportsman, I almost felt like even more I can't be sensitive because I was sporty, yeah. I was, you know, and that the sports required me to want to win, to be competitive. Mm. And it just, it shows me like there are so many aspects because I totally hear you. You didn't feel like you belonged. But I think there's so many of us. It doesn't take much to not feel like we belong. And we can belong in many ways, but still in some, some parts not belong. Mm. And that, that, that hurts. Mm. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about how that, how that made you feel? Like, uh, so from your perspective, like living that way, not feeling like you didn't belong, feeling like you had to be something that you weren't. What, what, how did that feel? What was that like? Uh, I was quite an angry young boy. And uh, my parents actually took me to a psychologist when I was five because, yeah, I wasn't, the behavior that I was exhibiting, I was, I was becoming quite violent and angry. And I was having these constant, what we call night, night terrors, these very vivid Again, going back to sensitivity, I watched them, um, uh, the BFG, Roald Dahl's the BFG, there was an animated version of it in the, in the 80s, I think. And I watched it and I, then I started to see what I thought was the BFG at night when I went to bed. And that film really, really terrified me as a little boy. And so I started to have these night terrors and I, I lashed out. And, and yeah, so I got taken to a psychologist um, and I, did, I just didn't understand any of it really um you know there was a lot of it it was really the elephant in the room the fact that i was seeing a psychologist at a young age you know especially again coming from a jewish family mental illness was just it was a taboo it was a massive taboo so um yeah i would think i grew up very confused and i mean don't get me wrong i I mean I, i had a really happy childhood like i've got really happy memories but I definitely had a lot of, there was a lot of confusion and shame. And, and as we said, loneliness, there was a lot of loneliness actually growing up. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I just feel like I, I really just want to say, I see you, Johnny. I really see you. And I'm so grateful that you, you know, that you, you're, we can sit in this space and have this conversation actually already. I'm really grateful for it, even in this moment, because, you know, you're brave enough to talk about it. And, and, and that, this, this, that makes, I don't know, it just it makes me feel alive. There's so much truth and honesty in a world that I guess we both sit here and talk, talk about there wasn't so much truth and honesty because we weren't allowed to be truthful mm-hmm. and honesty. We weren't allowed to share who we really were. We weren't allowed to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to feel. It wasn't, it wasn't who we were meant to be. So just, I don't know, for me, if I'm already very like <laughs> sensitive to sensitivity, mm-hmm. if you like, yeah. but I really, um, I value it. And, and, and when someone allows themselves to express their truth, I just think it's such a beautiful thing. And so I just really want to share that mm-hmm. with you. I, I really you. see you and I think it's beautiful. So thank you. What was it like for you at school? I wonder. You know, when I first worked at a coach, worked with a coach when I was 30, mm-hmm. you know, we got to the eventual question a few a few sessions in you know ben how's your childhood and i was like oh come on here we go like we don't need to go there i had a great childhood you know everything was i couldn't ask for anything more i really couldn't and i believe that from the bottom of my heart and it's true in many ways but ultimately cutting a long story short because i want to make this about you I, i i felt like i had to be someone i wasn't um from a young age and i felt low value 
I felt everyone else was more important than me. And in that space, I, I really seeked validation from everyone else. I went on a mission to be, to be validated. Mm. So how could I validate myself? Well, I'll be a man, I'll be tough and I'll be strong and I'll be all the things that society mm. says. Well, I try my best to be those things in a way. You know, I did okay at that. I managed to do some of that stuff and I did get some validation, but I now know, and I didn't realize it at the time, but inside I was never my truth. I was never aligned. I was never being who I was born to be. And that hurts. Sure. You know, that does hurt. So I never, I never reached, if you like, rock bottom. Mm. Um, I, I experienced challenges in my sexual mm. health and that's what led me to do the work. But I, I, I never reached kind of a place of... of sort of deep depression or, or a place where I ever kind of felt, mm. I don't know, I, I, I felt just empty was what I felt, just empty. I felt like there's always something more in to yeah. life. Yeah. And I know that your experience was, was, was different in the sense that, you know, I guess, I don't know how it feels to, to have this said to you, but I guess you did reach rock bottom, right? You did reach a place yeah. where it was too much. Mm. Is that fair to say? I don't know how, how it is to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and not just once, I mean, yeah, several times I'd say, um, and that's, that's okay. You know, it's, it's human to, to, to reach that, that rock bottom and it's, it's, it's a horrible place. It's, it's a really horrible place, but I feel differently about it now. Um, because I feel like I, I can, I can talk about it. That's the thing. I'm not, I don't shy away from it anymore, you know, cause because uh, I'm not embarrassed anymore that I have reached rock bottom, that I still reach rock bottom. And yeah, probably in the future, I, I might reach rock bottom again. And, you know, um, that's okay. It is okay. I think, uh, again, going back to what we were saying about, you know, being a man, I don't know, I, I, growing up, I always felt, yeah, I had to be strong in, advert, in inverted commas where, you know, I couldn't, be vulnerable or because I, re- I think I reached rock bottom for the first time when I was a, a teenager, when I was in my mid teens and, um, felt so ashamed. And I was like, I can't let anyone see this because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm a, I'm a, I should be strong. I should, you know, just get on with it. And that's what I always told myself was, you know, just get on with it, Johnny. Just, but <laughs> You can't just, you know, if you're in rock bottom, there is no way forward, is there? There is only uh, a way out. And, you know, you, it's, it's not, it can be really hard to do that on your own. That's what I have I've definitely learned over the years. Of course. Well, why, is it, why is it harder to do it alone? I don't know, it might be a silly question, but did you, did you feel completely alone? And, and what did that mean? It meant you couldn't speak to anyone? It meant you couldn't tell anyone how you felt? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there, there comes a certain point for me where I just feel I feel uh, unreachable. You know, I feel I've gone too far. I'm I'm too in the depths of, of of despair, and no one can help me. And yeah, no one can can reach me. And I isolate myself when I when I've done that. You know, really isolate myself. I push people away, which is which is hard, not just for me, but for them. You know. For my friends and my family, uh, you know, when I when I push them away, because you know when I'm not in rock bottom, I'm, I'm a very different person. You know, sitting here talking to you, I'm very sociable and I love being around people. But when I'm in rock bottom, I do not want people to see me that way or be around me. Or uh, 
and I, you know, I don't want even I, I don't, I say, you know, I don't need your help. I don't want it. I feel, yeah, it's like a, it's like I just go too far, and it feels so hard to come back from that. I always do. I always do. I think for me, time, time is key. Time and patience. Um, I, you know, we, we always, you know, want a quick fix, but when it comes to something like this, sometimes there's not a quick fix. Uh, and it takes time and it takes patience and gentleness. Um, and I, I've definitely learned that now, but it, it took a long time to, to learn it. Mm. And is that, do you mean gentleness, gentleness on, on yourself or from other people or both? Yeah, uh, both, but from myself more, more than anyone. I mean, you know, in my teens, in my, I'm 34 now, and in my teens and my 20s, particularly in my 20s, uh, I was so... I, I loathed myself. I know that's very extreme. That word loathing is very extreme, but I did, I really did loathe, loathe myself. Um, you know, I, I hated, I hated the fact that I had, so I had a, you know, I had a diagnosis of a mental health issue when I was 20, uh, of a form of schizophrenia. And, um, I hated that, that label. I hated the fact that I was mentally unwell. I also had, uh, a physical health issue. I've got IBD, irritable bowel disease, and I hated that as well. I felt I felt so ill as a as a as a person, both physically and mentally. And I hated uh, as well. I, you know, I've always struggled with my sexuality. And again, coming from Jewish family, Jewish community, that was really hard. Um, you know, I, I came out as gay in my mid twenties, but. I, I, I didn't accept it. I couldn't accept it myself. So there was a lot of self-loathing and not a lot of acceptance or kindness there at all, which was a, which was a real problem, a real problem. I, I do hear some beautiful acceptance in you now. It's, it's, I really, I know it's not easy and like not, not necessarily easy having this conversation, but um, although I, I think it's for me really beautiful and I'm so grateful for you speaking with me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make bitch. an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird you, dance moves. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. I do hear a lot of acceptance and understanding. You know, even that acceptance of saying, hey, like, what might come again? might come again but feel the, the strength that you've built up in terms of just being able to acknowledge that and even to then be able to say hey i've been in that place and i know i'll, I'll come through it and acceptance seems to make the, the challenge a lot easier put it that way because it seems like half the challenge is like you say is mm. hating yourself and then hating yourself for hating yourself and you know we can just build this loop and um when we come to accept and just sort of say hey like this is my experience and I'm constantly working on it and maybe it will mm. get better before it gets, sorry, it gets worse before it gets better. Or maybe it'll be a loop and maybe it's something I'll keep working on it. I don't know with that acceptance, it's almost sort of frees up a lot of the challenge in the first place. A hundred, a hundred percent. I, um, I can't remember. Uh, um, I can't remember how I came across it now. I'm trying to think, but anyway, I, I got a book, uh, by someone called Kristen Neff. Uh, I don't know if you come across Kristen Neff. So Kristen Neff is a um, she's based in the US, and she came up with with something called um, well, it, it's now called CFT, which is compassion focused therapy. And anyway, she wrote a book on self compassion. She's kind of a self compassion guru in the US, and I can't remember how I came to it now, but I came to this book anyway called it's it's called Self Compassion, and it's by Kristen Neff. And that book, I read that book. Uh, I must have been maybe early 30s. I read that book. And it really, it, it made me realize how uh, unaccepting and unkind I was uh, towards myself. That book really opened my eyes. And that led me to then starting CFT, Compassion Focused Therapy, with a, an incredible therapist in, in London, uh, who I'm still with, actually. And that, because that was a real revelation for me. You know, in my 20s, I saw a lot of different therapists and they all said the same thing, which was, Johnny, you know, you need to be a bit nicer towards yourself or a lot nicer, actually. And I was always like, well, you know, how? It's all very well you saying that, but how? And actually, you know, while I speak, I think of, I've met a lot of people who who've struggled with their mental health, you know, over the years through my work. And yeah, often there is a lot of self criticism and, and, and self-loathing. I think of all the conversations that I've had and it's heartbreaking, you know, when, when you see someone that's really so full of self-hate or so, or so self-destructive and, and, you know, I've met quite a few people like that. But for me, it was definitely, you know, looking at into self-compassion and having this CFT, this compassion-focused therapy that really kind of helped to unlock some, some acceptance and some um, compassion towards myself, which, uh, 
which I really, really needed. That's really beautiful, Johnny. Yeah, I, I, I um, I, th- I think compassion is one of the most underrated tools that we can, mm. we can, we can find or we can use, even to the extent that in today's world, you know, that there's, there's a real lack of compassion for the fact that sometimes we can feel sad or we can feel low mm. or we can feel have a bad day or we can just. And if we could just change that rhetoric and allow people to experience what they feel and, and, and that to be okay, mm-hmm. then it, it could really change for me so much of the, the, the challenges of the, the mental health struggles that mm-hmm. people have in terms of just being like, like you say, it's, there's going to be challenges in the future and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And like from my perspective, I often share like I'm feeling sad mm-hmm. or I'm feeling low or I'm feeling whatever it is at the moment and, and being okay with that. And that so often I, I share things and I write that and people go, Oh my God, I'm so, you know, so sorry. I'm so, like, you need to and save me. And it's like, no, I don't need yeah. saving. It's a human experience that I'm going to have some bad days. And I just, it's just acceptance, but like, like that's all, yeah. that's all. And it's so hard for, for, you know, I know that, that they're coming from a place of love and they just want to be kind. Yeah. But the underlying message is that, it's not okay to have a bad day, to feel sad, to, to, to be struggling in a world that teaches us not to love ourselves. 100%. You know, like, especially in what you just, what you've explained, you know, that, that you were a sensitive man in a world that said you couldn't be sensitive. Well, automatically now you're being made wrong. Yeah. And you're telling yeah. yourself, you shouldn't be this way. And you're like, but that's who I am. Yeah. That's who I am. So now immediately we're, creating this unhealthy relationship with ourselves we don't like what what it is that we naturally are yeah yeah it, it's yeah yeah i i mm. so i've got um i set up a youth mental health charity called beyond and mm. i was doing some research maybe last week the week before um looking at things that are out there for teenage boys and so much of the content that was out there was like be your best self how to live your your best teenage years as a teenage boys like how to it was all about um yeah and i see it all the time actually in you know when i go to i don't know uh maybe get a birthday card for someone in a, in a certain shop and it's just like have the best day of your life and positive 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 and i get it i get it we all we all want to but it's not realistic to you know think that we are just going to be and we need to be educating young people about that about the realities of you know life instead of just being like you just need to be positive 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 all the time you know i think if i'd have got uh some emotional literacy when i was at school i think it would have made a, a, a well i know it would have made a massive difference i don't know about you but no one ever came to my school and you know talked about well even just talked about their it showed any vulnerability or you know talked about um struggling you know that just just nothing in my school <laughs> we had so many people come in external guests and they would say like you know you can be the best um lawyer or doctor or i'm doing this now and my life is great and uh, yeah i look back and you know, I, I actually go back now to my old school and, and talk and talk about my own experiences. And yeah, I, it, it's great. People, young people come up afterwards and they will often say, oh my gosh, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone speak. Like, honestly, or 
with vulnerability and you know i'm going through this and i'm going through that and yeah we need more of that though me and our in our particularly in our our schools and our colleges and our universities i think we really do freedom you know not everyone is going to be the unsensitive strong handsome talented clever artistic whatever it is that this perfect person that 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 you know, not, not everyone's going to be the lawyer, not everyone's going to be the doctor. And even if they do become the lawyer or the doctor, that's mm. not a pill for success mm. or unhappiness. Absolutely. You know, we say all this as if like, okay, at least there's a treadmill. And if you get on the treadmill mm. and do well, then you're going to be happy. There's loads yeah. of people who get on that treadmill thinking that is it all. And then they get there and then they realize that even that's not working. That's not how it's panned out to be. And I just, yeah, for me, I just, what I seek and my, my mission, which I love, which is why I, I love this conversation and what, what you're doing is just to allow people to be, allow them to be and allow them to have a sad day, allow them to have a challenge, allow them to have a difficulty and not to need to save them or fix them or change them or, you know, suggest that, that they need all this stuff to allow it, to allow it. And of course, for them to be able to work on it and to be able to grow and develop too, but not because it's wrong, but because this is their experience. And now we're getting to a space in this world where we could, people can be, they can just be. And if we can all just be, we're not going to hate ourselves. We're not going to have this converse, challenging conversations. And um, yeah, I love it that that's what's coming through. I, I, I am a fixer and I do, I, I really, I thought, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I do find it difficult to see people in pain, particularly if they're loved ones. Um, and actually, whether that be physical or emotional pain, it doesn't matter, you know. And I think that's, again, that's very human, actually, to, you know, see other people in pain, particularly loved ones, and want to do something. But particularly when it comes to, you know, emotional pain, um, I think because I've been through my own experiences, I, I often feel I can, you know, sort of lend my wisdom and I'll say, well, yeah, there's this, there's this book or this app or, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, I'll, but I know at the same time, as we've been saying, I need to, you know, I need to be, be a bit more restrained sometimes. And I am learning. I think I am learning. There's a friend that I've got that's, that's struggling at the moment and, you know, um i'm being very restrained in terms of how much i'm how much i'm offering in terms of my own insight and how much like i'm just letting him be with what he's he's going through but being supportive obviously at the same time not just like being like get on with it i'm very much you know but i'm 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 here like if you want to go for a walk or you know and i know myself that sometimes you know on one day i might want to you know pick up that the phone and go for that walk or but then on another day i just want to sit in my <laughs> I, I just want to sit and sort of almost uh, wallow <laughs> um which might sound a bit i don't know a bit sad but you know sometimes I mean, the other the other day i was feeling really sad a few days ago i really i just i don't know what happened i felt incredibly sad and i was like i want i want to cry actually i really want to cry and so I've got, I've got like a sad playlist on my, on my phone. And I was just like, I just, and I, and I did, and I cried and, you know, it was a few hours of, of, you know, feeling, but I felt good afterwards or the next day I was like, okay, well, you know, I needed that. I, I, I needed that. And I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to 
you know, try and pick me up from it. I just needed to, I don't know, release some sadness and, and yeah, and that's okay. Mm, that's really beautiful. I think Johnny, it's only society that says it's wrong, right? You know, I have a playlist mm. of sad songs too. And I've got a really good friend of mine who we've had a similar conversation and he's a very manly man, a huge guy. Mm. And he says, sometimes I really enjoy just leaning into my sadness. Mm. I'm really like going there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's like, again, it's not unnatural. You know, society tells us we shouldn't be sad. So we should snap mm. out of it. We should mm. get rid of that. And we should go and do something that stops us being sad, to like get drunk or whatever it is to take us away from that emotion. Yeah. Emotions are there to be felt. Mm. And like you say, I... I, I, I think have you done the Hoffman process? Yeah, have you, I have. I have yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I, I did the Hoffman, and there's a lot of tears on, on the Hoffman process. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've, I've never been a big crier. It's something that I'm, I, I want to allow more of in my life. Um, but it, I remember on the, on the Hoffman process, you know, having tears mm. and kind of thinking, but, you know, unusual for me, but, you know, kind of whatever. And then towards the end of the week, like actually getting to the stage where I'm like, I want to cry <laughs> because I want that feeling of like space after. Uh, so, I want to let go mm-hmm. of this stuff. I want to like, you know, and be like, ah, oh, and like almost like oh, taking a breath and being sort of, I've just cleared space. I've just cleared some space by letting those tears out. Yeah. And society says it's weird that you've got a sad playlist and sometimes you want to be sad and you cried that afternoon. And I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And that's part of the problem. It's like, hey, Johnny, I think it's beautiful. And I want to be beautiful in my tears at times too. And for that all to be okay and to be able to talk about it like we are now and to see each other in that space and say, thank you. Like, I, I see you. That's your truth. And it's beautiful. Mm. So thank no, you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really want to know what is on your sad playlist. I think we should start a sad <laughs> playlist club. Because, um, yeah, I... I like to mix it up a bit and have new songs to to cry to. It's you know. Yeah, you know, I, I have um, I have one song that really can like take me. In fact, I have two mm. songs that can really take me there if ever I want it. Because I, I love I love feeling mm. like mm. now. I even like I know even even the sadness. Like mm. for me, it's such a novel thing after thirty years mm. of repressing. Sure. For me now, just to feel it makes me feel alive. Mm. Like there's something I'm feeling something inside of me. It's like wow, yes. Even if it is sadness, I'm like, at least I'm mm. feeling it, which is better than just the numb that I felt for so long. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I have some songs that I can certainly share. Yeah, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear that, that one, or the two the songs that you... Two songs. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to pick your moment, Johnny, because mm. they're, cause they're, they're, really? <laughs> they're powerful, you know? But I mean, I think so. Isn't that amazing, though, that music can... I mean, I, I just think, well, any any sort of medium, music, art, films, um, there's some films that guarantee to make me cry. But for me, actually, it's, it is music. It's it's certain songs that, yeah. Um, it's amazing how instantly the, the emotion comes and the tears flow, you know, as soon as I hear. But there's one song for me, which is um, uh, by The Carpenters. It's called Rainy Days and Mondays. And... Um, as soon as the 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 first few kind of like bars come in, I'm like I'm I'm on the floor. It just you know even before the words, I just I know what's coming. I, I know that the pain because because there's a lot of pain in that song actually, and I know that that pain will will reach me uh, very instantly. It's just it's just amazing how powerful 
you know, a medium like like music can be to and, and not just in terms of sadness, of course. Like, I mean, I use it I use music, you know, when I when I'm happy, when I'm angry, when I'm when I'm jealous, you know. Yeah, for me it's a very powerful medium. It allows you to feel to feel what's within. Yeah. And it does for me. And I love that. Yeah, I'm hundred percent. You know, you know what comes to me is as we're sitting here right now is just that you know, we've grown up in a world that says that we'd be judged negatively for, 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 you know, even having these kind of conversations, you know, it's, it's pretty foreign and the way, we, you know, growing up, the sensitivity and all that stuff that we've touched on. And then what just comes to me at the moment is that we need to celebrate the people like you who, who have this, you have these gifts inside of them that have been told for so long are inhumane or not manly or whatever. And for me, you're, you're a gift and, and what you experience and the, 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 what's inside of you is beautiful. It's just that society has told us that it's not. And I, I feel like we are just coming out of this. And I, and I feel like each day that goes by, your gifts will be celebrated more in this world. I believe so. Mm. Anyway, and I, I hope so. And um, mm. I just, yeah, we, we are human beings are meant to feel. Mm. Songs are meant to, are impactful. Mm. All of that is okay and it's beautiful. What's not okay and what's not human mm. is just to deny all these things and run from them and, and fill ourselves up in ways that these opportunities that have been created and formed and through business and money-making and opportunity to make life easier mm. for us when life isn't always meant to be easy. Mm. You know, emotions are strong. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be sadness. There's going to be joy. There's going to be beauty there's going to be love there's going to be all of these things and this is the, the world we live in yeah and people like you who feel it all are treasures mm. for me oh, uh, and are and examples and lessons for us to learn from oh thank you and it's beautiful i mean I, there are so many what really and this what really gets me actually is you know there's a lot of people out there with you know that i i've come across that i meet with maybe quite severe mental aptitudes and uh, they they are they often get suppressed you know their creativity their emotion their sensitivity i mean you know anyone that i've met with schizophrenia is incredibly sensitive and amazingly creative and so insightful but you know society for a long time has said we, we don't want these people kind of you know let's just over medicate them and get rid and kind of push them to one side because you know that's that's too much for us um i mean if you look at some of like the greatest artists that have ever lived they've had some like van gogh i mean oh my gosh like he had you know really severe mental health issues throughout his life and yeah that, that's what really gets i feel very lucky that i i could have gone a very different way when i got my diagnosis this this form of schizophrenia you know i was heavily medicated for a long time and in my early 20s i was so numb um it was just this weird constant like numbness like i didn't feel anything anymore i, I definitely did. i stopped i couldn't cry like literally just no more tears for years uh and I, I i do i see it often you know when i meet people that have something like schizophrenia they're so heavily medicated and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to criticize you know medication but I just, it, 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 it saddens me often that, you know, often, yeah, the most sensitive or, or talented or creative people in our society, um, 
don't really get to kind of experience the, the fullness of life because, you know, as I said, society just isn't ready yet to, to kind of accept these people. And I think, you know, it's going to change. It will change. And it is changing. Don't get me wrong. It is changing. We, I think we've still got a way to go. Yeah, we still have. It takes me to, to um, Brené Brown says, unused creativity isn't benign. Mm. You know, it doesn't just disappear. It sits inside mm. of us. Mm. We are creative beings. We're creative beings. We're sensitive beings. And uh, many of us, obviously some more so than others, but um, it's a human experience to feel. It's a human experience to create. And mm-hmm. creative creativity requires vulnerability. It requires the possibility of being judged and the possibility of someone not liking what we're doing. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what creativity is, is self-expression of our uniqueness, of, of the beauty inside of us that, is true to us, not true to everyone, not mm. true to society as a whole, but true to what we've got inside of us. And yeah, we we I feel like unless unless we're good at something, we're told not to do it. Mm. You know, unless we fit in, unless mm. we perform, we're told not to do it. And it, ta- it takes me back. I hope you don't mind me no. saying this, but I remember seeing on your socials mm. and uh, gay pride, and you look so alive and so just you know. I'd, and I'd never seen that in mm. you, and I just felt like because you're allowed to be in that moment and you're being celebrated and your truth was welcome mm. and you were just, and I, I, yeah, it was beautiful. And I, I, that's what I seek for this, this world mm. is all of us, mm. however you are. And by the way, this is not criticizing people who aren't sensitive, sure, of course. you know, or not creative because that's their thing too. But it's the ones who are suppressed for not being allowed to be who they are. That I just, I just, I feel for. How does it feel for you when, when you're at Pride? Like, mm-hmm. Do you feel something else and you are able to be all of who Johnny is? Yeah. I mean, look, I still got, I'm on a, it's a journey for me. I'm still on a, on a, on a, yeah, long journey, I think, to really, uh, I, I'm, I'm much better than I was, but I'm not there yet in terms of being able to express my true self, I think. But being at Pride is, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been, but I recommend everyone go to at least one Pride. I know London Pride is coming back this September. So it's just this feeling of, you know, everyone everyone accepting each other, which is so rare in society. Like, you know, you can literally dress how you want and be how you want. And as long as you're, you know, respectful and kind, and everyone is, that it is just this atmosphere of, Celebrate! You mentioned the word celebrate. It is celebration. It is pure celebration. Um, it's a really magical. It's actually. It reminds me of when I ran the London Marathon in in 2017. You know, again, I it, London. I London was transformed because people were on the sidelines and everyone is cheering for you and calling your name and celebrating you. And it's a very. It's I don't know. It's very surreal. Because, you know, I mean, I grew up in London and I know, you know, London can be so cold or any city or anywhere can be so cold sometimes and, you know, quite brutal. But the amazing thing about, you know, the London Marathon or, or Pride is that people are just so accepting of, you know, however you look, whatever you do. They just, they're, cheer, they're, they're your cheerleaders. And um, whether you're on the sidelines or whether you're part of it, it doesn't matter. There's just this kind of feeling of, you know, oneness, which again, it's just so rare and it's, it's really beautiful. And I just, I wish we had more of it. I wish it didn't 
have to take certain events like the marathon or prides to make people accept one another unconditionally. Um, I wish it, I wish it could be like that all the time. Mm. Do you think it's too much to ask that it could be one day? Do you feel it's possible? It's, it's, it, yeah, it is. I think it's possible. I mean, why should we have to, you know, as soon as the, I remember, you know, I, I completed the London marathon and I, I, I got to the end and uh, even, even on the tube back home and I got the tube back home, people saw my medal and they were really lovely. And I, and then the next day I, I get on the tube and it's just back to everyone, you know, keeping their, keeping themselves to themselves and not wanting to kind of look at one another and this fear and isolation. And I was like, Oh, it's it just, it, it just, it's such a shame. And I do. Yeah, absolutely. If it, you know, if it can be like that one day and then, you know, go back to the way it was the next, we can definitely keep it alive. Um, but we need, we need people to be brave, don't we? And, um, willing to and i do feel that you know going back to what i was saying before the 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 next generation are much more brave than well certainly when i went to school no one ever kind of we were all just so don't know everyone was so like now when i go to schools you know um young people are so much more expressive and it really kind of gives me a lot of hope for the future Mm, yeah they seem to be more understanding and welcoming mm. that everyone is different, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I guess, I don't know if I carry an element of shame, Johnny, or, or, or I have compassion for myself that I didn't know any better. But, you know, at school, I would have been one of those judgmental people, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, you know, I wanted, I thought people should be more like more like how, what society said they should be, you sure. know, what I was trying to be sure. effectively. You know, I did... That because you know I wasn't I didn't learn I, I wasn't understanding mm. that, that that people are different mm. I just thought come on be this mm-hmm. be this mm-hmm. that, that, which is what I was trying to be you know I was battling my own my own sure. self in that respect but I um I really hope that kids are growing up and welcoming that we don't need to be the same we don't need to fit into a system to be celebrated mm-hmm. like we are all beautiful in our, in in what we are. You know, you're, you're beautiful in your creativity. You're beautiful in your expression. You're beautiful in the way that you do this mm. and this and this. And they're beautiful in that the fact mm. they do it opposite. Yeah. And that they, they, they have different talents. And that's, that's great too. And that, that for me feels like a much more compassionate and welcoming and easier world for everyone to live in. Yeah. So I, I, um, I hope so too. I really do. And it feels possible yeah. to me too. It yeah. does. It does. Yeah. I, I do feel really. I mean, look at the way that young people, you know, say have got involved with like, um, you know, climate climate change protests, for example. You know, they've kind of led the way. Uh, I feel really excited uh, about you know what what comes next um, and this new generation that are, I think, more fearless. Yeah, and I. I do you mind if I ask? Um, we're coming towards the end of this now. What, if, what feels right to ask you now mm-hmm. is, do you feel excited about your future? Do you feel excited about what you've got for the rest of your life? Uh, yeah. I think, as I said, I'm still, I'm, I'm a work in progress, as you know, most of us are, I think. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
But I do, yeah, I do feel, I mean, I've been very much, you know, my, the last few years have been quite, quite challenging. I've been, uh, I've had a few relapses in my mental health. I've been back in hospital. Uh, I let stress overwhelm me. Um, I wasn't looking after myself that well. And actually, you know, the, the pandemic, obviously it's been, it's been a really tough time for, for everyone, but for for most people but I, i've it's given me a chance to reset and relook at things as i think it has for actually probably quite a lot of people and i don't want to go back i don't want to go back to the way that i was before the pandemic where i was literally non-stop i was i was non-stop and i wasn't looking after my mental health or my all my needs you know i was just i was literally on a on a treadmill um just co- just constantly going and uh, I just never ever stopped, and um, yeah, I, I, I do not want to go, and I will not go back to the way that that was pre pre pandemic. Um, so I am excited. I'm, I'm excited about about my future for sure. Um, yeah, as I said, still, you know, I have ther- I have my therapy every week, my CFT, my compassion focused therapy, and it's it's my. I've got. I'm really lucky for this the most amazing therapist who is really trying to help me. Um, yeah, just uh, be, be the best that I, I can be. And um, I feel very lucky, very lucky that I've got that. Then I've got, you know, the right support around me. And um, I wish everyone had that, you know, that support and those people that, that cheer you on. And I un- unconditionally, again, unconditionally, you know, so I do, I feel very, I feel I've got the right people around me, the right support, and I've got what's needed within me. I just need to, you know, bring it out more. Mm, I hope you're excited, Johnny, because I, I, as I say, I think we need more of your voice, more of acceptance of, I don't know, uh, people who, I don't know, I don't want this sounds, that sounds rude, but I don't mean it rudely, but like people who are different. Mm. Like, you know, different appears to be a, a negative word in society, but I don't mean it that way. I mean, it's beautiful. Like, you're different, I'm different. We're like, and, I, and my difference is, is beautiful and your difference is beautiful. And mm. all of that, I, I, I just, you've got the bravery and, and, and the story to tell and the, and the, the um, understanding of what you've been through and the compassion for other people. All these incredibly valuable human traits that, logic and rationale can't work out and can't be structured into a logical mm. i don't know computer they, they're felt you know i feel you yeah. and I, I and i you're you're i'm just so glad i've had this opportunity to sit in space i'm so glad that i don't know like there was part that there was definitely a voice in my head that could say to me how far can I go with this conversation? How, like, where, where can it go? Like, do I need to tread carefully? Like where, and I just, I just, I'm grateful that we just yeah, allowed it to flow true. and for you to express everything you did because it's beautiful and it's powerful and it's amazing. I think, I know you're helping so many people. Like, uh, you know, and, and, and I know that you're going to help so many more. I hope that your journey is just beginning. And I hope you're, I don't know, I hope you're celebrated and you make a impact. Like I believe that you can and, and, not a great word, but should, mm. you know, because I, we need you. We need your voice. We need you celebrated. Thank you. We need your journey celebrated. Thank you. Thank you, really. Thank you. That 
yeah, it means it means more than you know. It really does. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, Johnny, because I'm just here to to share the truth inside of me. It's not scripted and that's what I feel. And you're amazing and I'm grateful for you. So thank you very much for sitting with me and, and sharing and it's a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Yeah. Really. Thank you. So there we go. Uh, Johnny Benjamin. I absolutely loved that conversation. Johnny, thank you so much. Thank you for sitting in that space. Thank you for being willing to go where where we went. You know, I felt like I could say anything and talk talk about anything with you. And that's a beautiful space to sit in. Although it was a challenging conversation in terms of the content at the times, it was also really beautiful. And I felt incredibly alive sharing that. So thank you. Um, I really want to give a shout out to, to the work that Johnny's doing. He's a public speaker. He shares his story incredibly well, incredibly powerful. He helps a lot of people. But he's also set up a, a mental health charity for, for youth at the moment, uh, which is called Beyond. And he's helping uh, get mental health support for schools, for both pupils and teachers. And they are raising money. So if Johnny's story did touch you in the work he does, then please check out the work that Johnny does with, with Beyond and that charity. And yeah, if the story impacted you or the conversation impacted you today on this podcast, we'd love for you to share. You know, Johnny's voice needs to be heard. I meant every word that I said. I always hope to mean every word that I say. It's always my aim. But there was a lot of meaning in that conversation. And I do, I think Johnny's voice is important. I really seek this place where people can express all of their truths and be who they are and to be celebrated for who they are and not to be made wrong and i really felt that in this conversation with johnny so i really want his voice to be heard so if you do feel touched by today's conversation i'd love it if you did share if you did pass this on to anyone you felt might benefit from it uh, there are a lot of mental health challenges going on right now and johnny's story is a powerful one in the comeback that he's been on um, and continues to be on so i hope this helps people I'm really grateful to you for listening and thank you. Um, if you can rate, review and subscribe, share any feedback, then I'd be really grateful. But in the meantime, just want to say thank you. I'm feeling very touched right now having just recorded that. And thank you for listening. Thank you for getting this far and thank you for all your support. And with lots of love, I'm out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.